Thanks for joining us on the first episode of the VAR FC podcast. This week, the officials done their best, but sadly our defence let us down. But one thing's for sure, we've got the Celtic home strings. My name is Jarvie, and I'm joined this week by Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Paddy. Together, we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. First of all, I just want to explain that I've got a very nervous dog sitting between my legs <laughs> because there's loads of fireworks going off around my house. I've not done anything wrong. That's uh, Diwali. Um, so fair play to them, but very nervous that dog panting away, if you could hear it. Um, first of all, Liz Truss has been sacked since we last <laughs> recorded the podcast and Rishi Sunak's been appointed today, which means that there's been three prime ministers in charge while hearts have been in Europe. What about that? What about that? And six prime ministers since Hibbs last beat Hearts at Easter Road. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, talking off Easter Road, Hibbs sold out on Friday for the first time in 33 years, thanks to £1 and £6 tickets. Um, <laughs> and now they're claiming like a, a highest attendance stat outside of the old firm in Scotland. Is that the smallest club mentality thing you've ever heard coming out of Leaf, potentially? Have we not sold it like every home game this season? <laughs> exactly. They've got like an extra row of seats somewhere. Aye. Tips us to it. Aye. Funny wee club, eh? Funny wee club. Um, and VAR was introduced in Scottish football last week. And of course, the very first decision was a Martin Boyle dive. <laughs> oh. That was a good game to be fair I've never seen it but I kept up with it And it sounded like it would have been a delight As a Hearts fan watching it right. yeah. um, Moving away from Hibs chat Sorry about that um, Cypriot footballing news Neil Lennon has been sacked <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing but Hearts content here <laughs> <laughs> uh, won't, won't be long until he's back in Scottish football I'm sure um, actual Hearts stuff then um, Broken Hearts sponsor boy um, we're getting some return on our investment the second coming of Neil McCann no pressure Bobby McLucky has been doing bits for Scotland under 17s uh, a goal and an assist versus Malta and days later an assist in Scotland's victory over Northern Ireland go on yourself Bobby <laughs> another two man of the match well obviously Simon. yeah cool Another two. Um, Hearts B team. We haven't spoken with them for a few weeks. Um, fine, fine with that. Totally fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably why. The last time we spoke about them, just drew one all with uh, Open Goal Podcast, Broomhill FC. Um, do, do we still say we when it's the Colts team? Like Hearts? Aye, they're still, still Hearts, aye. Aye. Well, we... Um, our B team then went on to get beat 3-2 3-2 off the Rangers PLC FC B um, then <laughs> then 3-2 against Trinent Juniors two goals coming from Andy Kirk's boy Mac um, and then uh, the other day we just drew 3 all with Gallifrey Dean Rovers at the weekend so loads of goals it's always going to be difficult for them at a level yeah now sitting 16th out of the 19 team league on 11 points. Um, 19th place, that'll beat your stars on four points. Really bad. Uh, 18th place is Edinburgh Uni on seven points, to give you some context. So, aye, we're, we're certainly doing there. In fairness, any kind of slightly senior player that they had in the squad is now either in the first string or sat on the bench. <laughs> in the first string. That's very true. But still, only two words, really. Not good enough. Um, <laughs> and another two words, Naismith, out. <laughs> Safest job in Scottish football. Unbelievable, Max. Thank you. Um, it was confirmed in the last week that Dundee United have missed out on the compensation for our signing of Lewis Nielsen. Way. It was a good laugh. 
Um, so they, they'd offered him a contract extension. However, decided to join Hearts once he'd become a free agent. Um, so like after his contract expired. That's quite self-explanatory why no compensation would be due. I don't know why they've fought this so hard. They want to be seen to do something for the mm. fans. Listen, we can't it's like be... anyone for going to court. No. <laughs> you'd be yeah. you'd be asking for the same. Eh? No. I suppose. Um, but even if you play football manager, you know how, how that works. No compensation to you. Um <laughs> In you terms of news, talking about games again, <laughs> playing a bit of FIFA later on. Um, of course you <laughs> in terms of new players coming in, uh, Nielsen and Savage have come out today and said that there's money ring fenced for transfer activity. Well, the fucking better be guys. <laughs> Aye, good. Yeah, what areas of the park do you think we realistically need to strengthen the most? All things considered. Centre back. Centre forward. And another yeah. centre back. Centre back by miles for me. Do you? So even considering Rolls and Halkett are probably going to come back and make a full recovery, you still I think, think we need another body? I think, we, I think we do, but I think it fully fit. We're stronger there than we are up front. Yeah. Do you think, um, what, what type of strike are you talking? Just an out-and-out centre forward, like another... Yeah, it feels to me like We've got the two of them there, but ideally you would like to see the two of them playing off each other, I think, in, in the first team. But there's no one then on the bench. There's literally, we've, I think it's Ewan Henderson who clearly isn't in favour at the club. So I think no. we need somebody that we can bring off the bench. Right. And a centre back. And a centre back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. And maybe a, maybe a right back. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely a right back as well. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, I, I genuinely think the position beneath the strength for the most is right back. So, um, Michael Smith's injured every second game. Nathaniel Atkinson is, is always touching going out of form. So, aye. Right back, centre back, <laughs> centre forward. Um, and Barry Mackay needs some competition on, on that left wing as well. Yeah, like a genuine competition because we've got plenty of wingers in the squad, but none of them are really competing for for any of the starting positions. Yeah, exactly. Or are fit. Yeah. You've got Ginelli and Alan Forrest pretty much rotating on the right wing. But who, who's behind Barry Mackay? It pretty yeah, much exactly, feels like yeah. we're changing shape and things when he's having to go off. Um and we're lucky, like he played post split last year when everyone was getting rest. Barry Mackay just played throughout, like he's just never been injured for us somehow. Totally tempting <laughs> fate by saying, Would you, if we had the centre backs back, would you think would Cochran potentially play up on that left side? Nah, I think, I think Cochran is benched soon. He's playing centre back, to be fair. I think it's hard to judge him playing well at position there. Yeah. Don't you think it's silly that Kingsley's been playing left-back and Cochran inside and there's just never been a chance for them to just swap that? No, Kingsley was at centre-back against Celtic. Cochran played left-back. He was at the weekend, actually, yeah. But that was like the first time in, however, several games. I feel like he's really just been left and taken absolute pelters and got battered off people all over Europe. But <laughs> I do feel sorry. It's quite good that there's not been a huge amount of the fan base getting on top of Alex Cochran, but to be fair. I think most people understand that he's still developing yeah. and he's playing out of position. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um but in, in terms of competition for Barry Mackay, um I think there's a huge expectation that we're gonna follow through and sign Lee Sung Wu um in <laughs> <laughs> Where is this expectation coming from? This is all you. No, no. So in the summer, it, it was pretty much a done deal, a Jimmy done deal, if you will. But and it only fell through because of a late admin issue. I think there was some real confusion across um, the. Well, it was. It turned out he wasn't available on a pre-contract. 
the club wouldn't they wouldn't sell him because under a pre-contract they weren't interested in getting money. But now their season's just finished on Saturday there. Um, and as far as I can tell, they're now in their off season right through till their season starting again in January. Right. So like he, he's on his way to being a free agent now. So we'll I'm sure look to get that pinned down and get him in, in January. But yeah, it was only admin issues that meant he couldn't come in in the summer. But I mean, if he's a free agent, we can get him in straight away. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's a he's he's under contract until the thirty first of December, as I understand it. And I doubt there's much we can do about that to get him in sooner. Okay. Right. Um, hopefully, see if we do a pre-contract. I'm hoping that we're able to do all the work permit stuff in advance of like the first of January, so he can come straight in. Because obviously, there's no break. The breaks November to mid-December. So hopefully we can get all that paperwork tied up. He can come in and start beginning of January. Is there a big game at the start of January? Like So the old high bees, is it? Ah, yeah, is I New Year's Derby. Always. So, yeah, because otherwise you just miss another month. You won't be in the door till February, how long it all takes. So. Or at all, maybe. <laughs> or at all. Broken Hearts podcast. We we don't speculate. We just say <laughs> things will happen regardless. But yeah, still excited for it. In all in all seriousness, second coming off Rudy Scatchel is my expectations level. <laughs> Settle for Paul Hartley, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, could you please give the socials back to Harmy again, please? <laughs> um, Cameron. Aaron McInef, just because he's on the other side of the world, doesn't mean that the, the train doesn't keep okay. churning. Oh, Two man. goals in. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to say choo-chooing. <laughs> chugging. Chugging. Aaron McInef still chugging along. Two <laughs> goals in three games and the Aussies think he's brilliant. And so do you, eh? Uh, I, I'm just sad. But sad. Um, feels like feels like he was still doing a job in this team, but then it felt like he would do a job in this team when he left. So um yeah, there you go. Clearly a decent player. Right. Yeah. We could could re-sign him. What is there a buyback? <laughs> no. I'm is happy. Where, is, is that where the money is first? Um Hammy. You, you've had some technical difficulties to start this podcast. We're hoping you're, you're with us now. Finley Pollock has signed a new deal in the last week. That will see him at the club till 2025. Will we ever get to see him play for Hearts? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> he'll go the same way. Like the, uh, you, we, Mind you, we talked about Finley Pollock maybe getting a game on Sunday because we seem to like to chuck youngsters in in these big games. And the fact that he can't even make the bench... Um, and then we have two goalkeepers on the bench. It's quite telling. Although I did read a rumour that he might have a slight injury. So, But oh, really? he seems to have failed to make the bench majority of this season. Mm. Um, when we can't even fill a bench. Or we have two keepers on the bench. I, I, I don't, I'm not against giving the youngsters a, a longer contract. Because I do think he looks like a good player. But I have no confidence in our current management team playing them. Or giving them any game time at all. When uh, I think Pollock's maybe a better option than some things than what we have. Especially yeah. with Connor Smith getting a lot of, uh, well, I say a lot of minutes, minutes here and there. Connor Smith's getting the worst minutes you could get for yeah. <laughs> 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 right, you, do, you don't do much learning in those situations. No. <laughs> yeah. Coming on when we're getting, when we're getting beat. And against like the top teams we could possibly play. Good luck, son. When you come, it's uh, not like cars to tie somebody down for them to then be injured. It's very unharts. <laughs> that bloody curse, Lodi, am I? Um, but yeah, that is contract. It was confirmed the day before Celtic, and it did make you think, oh, is this a wee uh, like some sort of PR thing? Like he's getting chucked in here against Celtic, but no, no such luck. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we do get to see him play because he's looked brilliant and from what we've seen in the kind of earlier, you know, it's going way back now to the bloody League Cup 
group games last year. But he didn't look out of place then, and he's must have grew and developed as a player since then as well. So, or or he's not in the Colts team in the Lowlands League. <laughs> um, by Finley Pollock, GMS. Um, loads of confusion towards the end of last week. Half Hearts fans were saying, "No, he's back, and he's going to be playing against Celtic or on the bench." And there was a few rumours saying, "No, he's got, he's got a broken foot." And he has indeed broke his foot. Um, Cameron, you're not going to get to see your favourite player for quite some time by the looks of it. <laughs> Did you pick him again to be like your fucking player of the season or whatever? <laughs> no. Um, no. I didn't pick him last year. I picked... Um, oh, no, no, no. Let's not go into last year. Yeah, no, I'll go into last year. Nandwili. <laughs> yeah, GMS is out. So if it's the same kind of timeline as um, Kai Rolls, which was pretty much a broken foot metatarsal, then he'll be out until like sometime in December at least. Damn it! Yeah, big big loss, big big loss. Um, I I will. Uh, the Dutch top flight has introduced a ban on plastic pitches from twenty twenty five onwards. Um, would you like to see this introduced to Scottish football? Bye. Or should I ask, sh- will we see this introduced in Scottish football? No, we won't, but yeah, it would be good. A lot of these pitches are used in like community hubs, so um, it's difficult to ask them to maintain a grass pitch because supposedly it's too expensive, but surely this league can generate enough money if you're in the top division that you can afford to fucking maintain a grass pitch. <laughs> You'd think. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's all income streams for clubs as well. Like we could go and book living the Tony Macaroni right now <laughs> for a gig, <laughs> not even for a gig a bit. Just sit in the centre circle for a bit. <laughs> um, it's just mad. Totally get it, but it's um, it's just too simple, isn't it? I mean, there has to be other things you can do for the community and other income streams. Um, it's terrible. Look, look how bad that pitch was at Kilmarnock. That's what? really bad. It's not even like just bad for professional football level. It looks just like a bad pitch. Yeah, it really is. You know, it genuinely limits a lot of footballers playing on them as well. I remember Stephen McLean with his rubber knees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hamilton in the league at the time as well. So, you know, that's six games, well, not uh, three games a season. He couldn't play him. Struggling to play three games a season anyway, like. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Um, Wider issues. Simon, our Lauren Shanklin bet has suddenly become spicy as fuck over the weekend. (laughs) It made uh, made quite a big difference in how I was feeling about his goal target. (laughs) Hi, me too. (laughs) Um, a hat-trick for Shankland, which, by the way, is the first domestic hat-trick scored against Celtic since the great Frank McDougall did for St Johnston back in 1985. Some player. Right, <laughs> what a player he was, by the way. Um, terrifying stat. Um, but yeah, for any new listeners, maybe you've just tuned in since we fucked off fourth official or something. Um, we have a bet in line of 15 league goals for Shankland over-under. Uh, I'm the over, and it's £5 a goal. Um, and he's now on seven. Seven goals in 11 games. So, it's very good. I'm very happy with that. After the hat-trick, I'm happy with that. Aye. Is it just Premiership goals? League goals, aye? Aye. Just league goals, aye. I was just looking at his actual goal to 18 and 9 as well. That's a decent return for a striker that a lot of people seem to hate. I believe it was dropped for the Celtic game. <laughs> yeah, which is it's kind of justified though. Yeah. Cameron, you've had a lot to say offline. Dare to speak <laughs> on the topic. Yeah, no, I was uh um and Simon will tell you I'd completely given up any hope of us getting back into the game when he came on. <laughs> that was <Fair>. wrong. <laughs> I just didn't think he'd have the work rate that Humphreys had up to that point. Um, you'll get in it in the game, but I, I thought any hope I was really kind of pushing them was was gone at that point. But um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, by seven goals in 11, um, Kolak is top off the charts with 10 goals. So he's just got to keep plugging away. I'm hoping it's going to be a, a glut of goals in the new year. Once we're packed out of Europe and we can focus on qualifying for Europe. <laughs> <laughs> As you get this shit out of the way. <laughs> get these last two shitty games out of the way. Um, yeah, worryingly, if you look at the, the top assists chart, well, can you just tell me who do you think the top assister is in the heart squad? I'll tell you what, after watching the end of the game, it's not Craig Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell is you who Lawrence? is. Is it it's Gino? Lauren, it's Lauren Shankland. <laughs> How many? With two. Oh, for fuck's sake. Does that mean he sets up his own penalties? <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, it's two for Shankland, but he's also joined there by Josh Ginelli and Alex Cochran. Um, but it's not too bad for context. Tav is top with five, along with a couple other people. Um, Ten points. Yeah, Shankland is a one-man machine. Um, that was all the kind of news bits and bobs. Um, and there's a million things. I've got three pages of notes <laughs> for the Celtic game. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to run straight into it, with, with one win in five league games for the for the Hearts, um, I've never seen, genuinely not seen so many Hearts fans expect defeat since Austin McPhee led us to Hamden to play Rangers in that. Was it Scottish Cup semi, League Cup semi? One or the other, aye. Um, like the, it was uh, unbelievable. Really unbelievable. Um, but hey, Fair play to Nielsen and the boys, eh? Because fucking went for it. But early chance in the game, Simon. Uh, the first one came from a Michael Smith ball into the box, finding Barry Mackay, but his soft effort went straight at Joe Hart. I, I mean, there was a point where we were just saying if Barry Mackay could add goals to his game, we would be... Wouldn't he be at Hearts? He wouldn't be at Hearts, but he's, he's a bit rocky recently, but... Like you said, he's got no competition at that place. And I was saying to Cameron at the weekend, I think Robbie Nielsen just thinks, well, if he's fit, we know what his talent is. Like, it's maybe just worth playing him and hope he plays himself into form. Yeah, it's a rest. He needs that. But aye, he seems to play every minute and he feels like he's played every minute since he came to the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to... Aye, off it. Aye. I just want to give a shout out to Celtic, though. Um I mean, they, they they played a second second string team. All their great players are injured. They only had Joe Hart, one million. Cameron Carter Vickers, six million. Bernabe, three point seven five million. O'Reilly, one and a half million. Hatati, one and a half million. Yakamakis, two and a half million. Maida, two million. So just over eighty million pounds worth of talent. And then just to bring rub that in, brought on Taylor, three million. <laughs> Ab- Abdelgard, £1 million loan fee. Abada, £3.5 Haksan Banovic, £1.7 million. So in total, they only had £30 million worth of talent to play with. So just a huge shout out to them for getting through that. And the fairy tale continues. <laughs> <laughs> and all those transfer fees are from Celtic Wiki. So if you have a problem with any of them, fill it up with that absolute roaster who runs that. <laughs> yeah, <it's too> <laughs> uh, I hats off to the man. Um, well, after the the Barry Mackay effort, um, Robert Snodgrass, free and almost retired, uh, went bobbing and weaving into the box. Uh, but it was another soft shot um, right at the pressing Joe Hart. Um, Celtics. Breaking of the deadlock. It was a funny goal. Um, Cameron, come to you for it. It's a funny one. Is someone at fault here? Do you think it's Keogh? Do you think it's Gordon? A bit of both? What do you think happened to you? Um, predominantly Keogh, but a bit of both. I think they need to, like for me, and it's, it's probably never been a strong suit anyway, but that control of the box and the, the comms piece, Gordon's going to be shouting at him. But um, hmm. Keogh, it comes off of him and it loops up and it goes on. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it, there's a breakdown in comms between the two of them. It's avoidable if they speak to each other. Yeah. It's, um, have you seen the replay where it's kind of down the touchline 
and Gordon, he's, he's like he's got his eyes closed as the ball hits him. It seems very out of character for him. It was all all very strange. And it was even more confusing in real time. I had no idea what just happened. Um, but yeah, easy yeah. to happen for James Forrest. Yeah, I, mean, I think for the other end, it's even like we just said the opposite end. It's, it was really difficult to see what happened. The ball was just kind of then in the middle and then in the net. Um, but yeah. Frustrating. No, no like us. At the back, yeah. No. Um, the first VAR incident, uh, Hammy. This was another fucking bizarre incident. Uh, but the ref blew his whistle before the ball was in the back of the net. But they still decided to review it for what felt like several minutes. But what was all this about? This the Celtic goal that was the chopped Celtic off. Celtic one, yeah. Aye. Yeah, well, it was... Can you even call it chopped off? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't get what they're sort of mourning about. The play was called dead before the ball hit the back of the net. And what they were reviewing, I don't, I don't even know. I was watching it on telly. I didn't make the game. And even then, they, were, they seemed to be checking for offsides. Um, but it was clearly not offside. I, but I, I think it was, it was teething issues with our... Um, there was a, a slight shirt pull by Keo, uh, on Keo, I think. And then Ralston managed to put it in. But one of them... I, I, yeah, it was just a whole. The whole thing was just very, very weird. I don't know yeah, why they even it. went to VAR though, because the referee blew his whistle. Yeah. So and as soon as the... he's done that, you can't then check on VAR because the Hearts players and probably the Celtic players stopped playing. Yeah, everybody stopped, and and it was just like I say, it was just odd. Nobody really seemed to know what and why, um, and it was given for a fill. Right, but it was a perfectly good goal. But it wasn't the VAR that was the issue there. It was the referee blowing the whistle. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, he absolutely fucked that. Yeah, yeah. my understanding is there's they in any instance like that, they should you're supposed to leave it and then right. if it's the net, mm-hmm. you can then look at it and pull it back anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. So there he goes, eh? his first VAR moment and he's fucked it. I can only imagine in the control room they were saying to him, like, what are you doing? What are you expecting <laughs> us to be doing right now? You already blew the whistle. <laughs> but um there was a, a very soft fibble on there was a very slight um sharp pull on Snodgrass and then Keel went down both soft as shite, but we'll take it because the conspiracy is against you, Celtic. <laughs> well, everyone in Scotland's against you. Um next key moment, uh, Humphreys went off injured. Um hoping that's not long term because he's been great for us, hasn't he? Yeah, work great. Pace, power, different class. Yeah. He really has turned the corner that good for us, hasn't he? One of our only two strikers. (laughs) Sometimes wonder if that's why he looks so good. Yeah, (laughs) possibly. He he had something completely different to what Shankland has. We can't play with just Shankland up there. Well, I say that when he scored three goals with just Shankland up there, but um, you need something else in certain games, so... I think he's he put on Instagram or something. It's not as bad as they thought. So yeah, that'll probably only be six months or something out. So. <laughs> uh, he was in the showers. Merry <laughs> <laughs> Christmas! Thanks, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah, seriously, hope he makes a, a speedy recovery because uh, we won't replace him in January. <laughs> um, the next key moment. Um, something I enjoyed from the, the shaded Wheatfield stand. Someone threw a ball back at Ralston, like really hard and it Ooh, bounced the chest. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Ralston turned around and gave the guy evils. And all the Wheatfield went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, there's always incidents with Celtic. At oh, the panel of the football is just phenomenal. <laughs> and then, like a minute later, he took a throw, and, throw and the ball came back to him, and he fucking smashed the ball back to Joe Hart, and I went out for a corner. Midfield, <laughs> <laughs> safe to say, went way. Um, ah, superb. Uh, right, penalty incident. One of the most obvious penalties you could possibly see when Carter Vickers uh, smashed into Cammy Devlin as he tried to kind of take the ball down in the box. Yeah. Um, how the refs not just blew up and gave that as a penalty and then reviewed it in the first instance. It was incredible. Yeah, it? exactly. First of all, it should have just been a penalty straight away, but how did it take them so long with VAR to decide that that was a penalty? How did they need to look at it as long as they did? 
he's, he's not got the ball at all. He's got the player. So it's a penalty. And you can see that in real time. Or yeah. if you look at the images and stills backwards, <laughs> did Cammy De- Devlin boot the bottom of Cameron Carter-Vicker's foot? <laughs> I have seen <laughs> Celtic Twitter trying that. I... Red card for Devlin, I think it should have been. I think personal. so. <laughs> he broke his studs. <laughs> you, know, do you know what annoys me in this whole thing though is that if you give one if you don't give it and then and this is this is the rules down south as well but if you don't give it and then you go and look at it and if you'd given it up front you'd have to have booked them maybe not a, maybe not a red but a yellow and then you look at it and you go back to it you can't then book them you can only then give them a card if it's a straight red so yeah. actually you could avoid mm. a hell of a lot of bookings that way aye yeah, so really, true. what you're saying is they were helping Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy that VAR doesn't work with this top class group of officials. Like, <laughs> it's mental that it just doesn't work. What? So you're saying that VAR's limited to the abilities of the people operating it? Shut yes, up, Paddy. That, that, that's <laughs> absolutely insane. <laughs> you're saying that the issue is not the technology, but the fucking idiots running it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a life. <laughs> it is insane, but see when you think about it like that, right? The prize of winning Scottish football is pretty much 30 plus million currently because you get straight oh, into the Champions League. League guy, right? Yes, and that was like fucking hell. What are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> the coefficient. The whole but, fucking league doesn't get 30 million. <laughs> the whole league structure doesn't technically, get 30 million. Technically, you know what I mean? It's just a handshake aye, aye. from Ryland. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Technically, just now 30 million. And our officials aren't even full time. Aye, <laughs> crazy, blows blows my mind. Um, but Shankland put the ball away, and that made it one all. Um, and it was one all at half time. It was a really good yeah. penalty as well. That is a very good penalty taker. Is Shankland? Yeah. Uh, one all at half time. We had ten shots to Celtic's two. Unbelievable stat. Um, it's really the dominated. most shots I've ever seen us have in a half under Nielsen. I can like in recent memory. Yeah, I can think of that a few like where we've been beating Livy two or three, you know, at half time oh, and bits and bobs. But I know what you mean. I spit against a big, a big yeah, side. against Old Firm. Yeah. Sorry, Zurich. Um, that would be the game that comes to mind. That first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. first half Zurich was quality. Um, but I had ten shots to Celtics to we had eight shots inside the box. Um, so we were we were doing what we could, um, but we only had thirty one percent possession. But it really didn't felt didn't feel like that mattered as the game was panning out because Cammy Devlin was tackling absolutely fucking everyone <laughs> in this game. He was absolutely phenomenal, and I love that he just absolutely fucking battered that Mui Moi every time <laughs> he got the ball. His Australian counterpart, who's probably going to start ahead of Devlin at the World Cup. Why do you think he was trying to go into him so hard? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely battered him. Like that boy hardly had two touches with the ball before he was getting smashed onto the deck. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Uh, into the second half, uh, the Smith handball. Um, a very, a very strange incident. I kind of feel like Smith's made a meal of it. The way he kind of like walked away, it was almost like he was like, "Oh fuck, that's a penalty." Aye, the reaction would tell you that the players thought that was going to be a penalty. Mm-hmm. I was watching at home. I thought it was going to be a penalty. I also yeah. thought it was going to be a penalty, purely because it's also Celtic. I think yeah. that, yeah. I think it's, it's very 50-50. I would be annoyed if we didn't get it. Also, at the same time, I've, you know, he's very close to the ball. Under the rules. Things. Under the rules, it's so like into, into like a interpretation. Yeah. Is it deliberate? Nah, probably not. Does he have enough time to get his hand out of the way? Nah, probably not. But if it was against Hearts, I would be fucking fuming if we didn't get that. Yeah. yeah. Celtic fans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> that was the fucking noise. <laughs> I do think, see, from... Um, who was it? Was it James Forrest? That... Yeah. Yeah. So. I think um, Forrest is that close to Smith. I think that's like 90% of why it's not given. Um, yeah. purely because of how close they are together and also to me it does kind of look like Forrest is chipping that towards his arm like see if you look beyond Smith it's not clear who he's actually trying to get that ball to 
Um, and I'm gl- I am glad, like all hearts aside, that they're not giving that first week of VAR because it could be quite easy for a for attackers to just start aiming for defenders' hand arms in these well, situations. The, the VAR team said that it was inconclusive, so they've got to go with the on-field decision. Mm-hmm. So that's the justification yeah. for not get, giving it. It's the SPL yeah. as well, Javi. You can barely aim for the goal. So the, <laughs> the <laughs> his hand. So you like that one, Paddy? Eh? <laughs> um, I did see Dermot. Is it old Gallagher? Can the retired ref that does ref watch on Sky Sports? Yeah, so boring, man. Very boring, man. As are most referees. Um, he he said Dermot O'Gallagher. What's his name again? It's not Dermot O'Leary. Or Dermot Gallagher. <laughs> What's his surname? Gallagher. Is it Gallagher? Yeah. That's even what I've got in front of me, and I just put an O in it. <laughs> um, he said he's seen it, and he said that. Oh um, my God, you're boring me! Like, stop. <laughs> Cameron O. Johnson, please mute. Uh, he said, "If it was in the English Prem, it would be a, it would be a penalty every time." But he's a total the rules not the exact fucking same. No, yeah, I know, I know. I don't know what that was supposed to mean. Um, but anyway, we went on to. I was going to say to score the winner. It wasn't. It? But we went two one up from Shankland. Um, wonderful build-up play from Ginelli, who. After all these years of us hoping one day he would finally run to the byline and start crossing the ball into the box, he yeah. started doing it at the weekend, eh? and he done very well. I did. He would play brilliantly, but does he not always play brilliantly against Celtic? He seems to show yeah. up against them. I. Aye. He's a big game player when he wants to be. <laughs> when he trains. There was moments where he looked like he was just standing still too often, and he'd done his whole. He beat a man, then stood him back up again. But I think on the whole, he is. He looks much better. He looks like he's a bit fitter as well. He doesn't look like he's pure blown at his arse hmm. after a game. Yeah. Or like after he, he didn't, he didn't an finish hour. the game. <laughs> it was another game that he was unable to finish, but that wasn't a surprise. You had quite a few bodies that were coming back into it, and we were assuming that they were out injured. So, um, bit of a shock to see him start. Um, but yeah, tidy finish from Shanklin. That made it 2-1. Did you think we were going to win it at this point? No. I thought there was a lot of time to go. Yeah. Hammy? Uh, I, I, but to be fair, at this point, I thought we were going to be a bit 3-0 down. So I did think uh, I was getting a wee flutters like, But uh, yeah, we're still <laughs> early doors. And you know, it's what it's like to play in the old firm. <laughs> exactly. Um short while later, that m- Mui, Moy, missed, missed an absolute sitter. Oh, it was um, awful. Worse than both of us in the last two weeks. I don't know how he missed. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, no, de- definitely worse than um, Mackay's in, in Aberdeen, whatever, yeah. whatever one it was. Cochrane. Uh, Cochrane's one. It was Mackay the week before. Um, but yeah, some terrible defending. You kind of realise every time Celtic attacked, you were like, oh, I were shite at the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they did go on the score like minutes later. Um, simple corner. Um, wish I had money on Giacomacca scoring in that game because we can't defend corners or crosses. Simple as that. Um, Snodgrass seemed to just lose his foot in and it was a one-on-one marking. Um, and that was it. Giacomacca's simple as you like. He's their pass Gordon. Why the fuck is Snodgrass marking their main striker? <laughs> Genuinely, that baffles me. Maybe he's our strongest player. You think about it, we don't have many many big players in our squad. No. <laughs> Just mental. Aye, we've, this whole image that Hearts are like a big team of huddies, it's really not true. Especially right <laughs> now when our two centre-backs are out. Uh, we're a tick attack aside. You can see that from how we play. <laughs> a high press. We did actually press quite well yesterday. But yeah, sadly, that made it to all. Um, and Celtic took the lead. More bad defending. Um, Moy. 
Mui. <laughs> <laughs> a shot on goal, parried out by Gordon um, and Medea just tucked uh, away. Maida, That's the, Gordon needs to do better there. Yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, I think he needs to do better in the corner as well. I like Commande's box. It's never been his strong point, but um, I think, I, I don't know. I think especially behind the back four that he's currently got there, I think you'd like to see a little bit more. Um, just, 100%. I, I, it was all too easy. But like, yeah, you're right. The, the third one, he's, he's either got to catch it or put it out. It's, mm-hmm. One thing he cannot do is put it back in there. Yeah. I mean, it sounds funny being critical because he's been so good for us over the last how many points he's been worth. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. critical when it's due. I think um, at full time, folk I was speaking to, gen- generally people are wanting to see Gordon, not so much want to see Gordon dropped, but they want want to see Xander Clark get a chance. Would be a better way of putting it. We use all that in that boat now, would you say? Yeah. I think we see him, well, I don't know, but I'd hope we see him against Riga. I feel like that's a great game to get his, his debut. Well, hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it comes then, but I'll hold that response. Um, weird, are we? There's so many bloody goals. That made it 3-2. Um, on to our equalising penalty. Another foul on Devlin. So he's, he's not been in the box and he's a year and a half of heart so far. <laughs> finds himself in there to win two penalties um, what about this big fiasco then with the Ginelli follow up and retake yeah. somebody tell us about this so he was encroaching but so were three Celtic players as well Yeah, so they clearly made the decision both teams are encroaching so you can retake it mm-hmm. yeah if it, was, the... if it was just Ginelli they get us for Celtic get a free kick but if it's defensive mm-hmm. players as well, then it gets retaken. Can I just say, though, there's absolutely no chance that that's getting retaken if Janelli doesn't score the rebound. If that's just missed, just play. Aye, good eight point, actually. <laughs> aye. Yeah. Aye. yeah, yeah, 100%. And also talking about Shanklin being a great penalty taker, he did miss it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good save. One million pound Joe Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he didn't actually miss the penalty, Paddy, because that'll never be on the record. He just scored ah, another one yeah. after it. <laughs> Nelly did it on purpose. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and that made it that made it three all. Um, yeah, it must be. I don't know what the status is well on hat tricks coming off the bench for Hearts. That must be the first in a long time as well. I think it's the first ever. I think I've seen something on Twitter saying it's the first ever hat trick off a bench for a Hearts player. Oh, wow. Surely, no, Bobby, Walker. Bo- Bobby Walker. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure I did tweet us if you know, but I'm sure. It, I'm sure I seen a tweet saying it was the first time ever. Oh, that's three. I'm pretty sure he came on at half time and scored six one day. Who, <laughs> Bobby Walker? <laughs> For sure. No, no, Lauren Shanklin. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Florence again. Tony, what? <laughs> um. Aye, so we aye, equaliser. Did you think we were going to score a winner? <laughs> Andy, you never know. Eh? I think we were. We looked so dangerous going forward. Celtic, the issue was Celtic knew. I think if they applied any sort of pressure or get any clear cut chance, it's probably going to go in. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. because yeah. we were so shaky at the back, and we had to play on the front foot because we couldn't allow them to just come at wave after wave because we would we wouldn't be able to repel them. So I think yeah. Nielsen got a spot on. I think the yeah. other problem we'd said it at the game is that you play that at high press for 70 minutes or whatever. It's it's a tough way to play football. And you could see that we're just they run out of steam eventually. Yeah, exactly. We bring on players like um Andy Halliday, Connor Smith, Lauren Shankin obviously came on and scored a hat trick. Alan Forrest is good, but they're bringing on nine million pounds worth of players. Mm. So Andy Halliday's only right back though. So. Yeah, exactly. We're bringing Andy Halliday on a right back. I know. Eh? I felt a wee bit sorry for Lewis Nielsen at that moment. But I can also understand it. Aye. <laughs> um, the winner then, will we even bother talking about? Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, Cochrane easily beat in a deflection. Obviously came off Toby Civic. It was always going to be him. 
Game off his shin. He'd he done all right. And it fell to Greg Taylor at the back post for an easy tap in. Uh, another shambles. I find this is why the high press works so well against Celtic. We done so well because we just stopped them actually having like stopped our defence having to defend. Aye, exactly. Every time we did defend, they scored. Yeah, spot on. Can I, can I say one thing about the end of the game after the goal? Like having someone like Cochrane upfield doesn't really make any difference. So just get him to take the long kicks because Craig Gordon cannot pick out a man. He's yeah. literally just launching it. Every single one landed on Carter Vickers. It seemed like, like. Just have a player back there that can play a ball. It's not, it's not going to cost you anything up front. Aye, and Cochrane's got a good long ball. He does, that, yeah. Maybe, that's, actually, just, maybe that's been a bit critical. <laughs> no, but I've actually got the stats on it, Cameron. Give me one second. Uh, Jay Gordon's passing stats. He made... How many accurate passes do you think Craig Gordon made over the course of that 95 to 100 Nine. minutes? 17. He made... Um, sorry, I've just lost my bloody bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where am I? He made nine accurate passes. Um, which was a, a passing success rate of 32.1%. He made 21 long balls. Um, clearances, bike kicks, etc. Three of them were successful. <laughs> That's what I mean. The reason I didn't have that bit prepared was I started looking at other goalies against Celtic, and it is all similar. But in a way, I do still feel like we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other teams in the league. We should be a head and shoulders above them. So That's not even it. It's, his stats will be similar against St Johnston. You're right, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really matter the opposition. They're normally a bit better than that. Like, that was really bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's pretty woeful. I, I even looked back at a stat. I looked at Xander Clark's stats against Celtic last year, but it was very bad. St. Johnston got beat 7-0. <laughs> <laughs> just, just leave that one, eh? Um, but, yeah, that was the that was the... Scores one more big VAR conspiracy from Celtic fans the late offside call, which they just won't shut the fuck up about. Miles offside, <laughs> I know. Offside. <laughs> I wasn't even worried when that went in because you can see it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Get the lines out, get the lines out. <laughs> it doesn't even change no. the game at all. No, yeah, I know. Um, even saw a Celtic da on Twitter, like literally, like with a screenshot and a ruler. <laughs> you can clearly see excellent the ball. content. Excellent. Oh, it's, it's been nuts. You know, a whirlwind. I do. And, I do think that was one of our better performances this season. I think that's exactly how we need to play games against the old firm. Um, I don't see why we never do that against teams like St Johnston and that. Because if we do that against teams that are not Celtic, not Rangers, we'll absolutely batter them. Yep. Especially if we've got a few more first team bodies in there. And you just seen it that the energy levels fell off, and Celtic were just winning every second ball was starting to go their way, and I the pressure was on as soon as we went three two up. I think it was a tough mm-hmm. ask, and I came away for that game thinking I'm fine with that because all we asked for is a bit of effort, commitment, some confidence, and we got it loads. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely agree with you, and it's actually made me U turn a bit on Robbie Nielsen as well. You know that. So one I swallow thought, and all that. Eh? One swallow doesn't make a summer. Like this yeah. needs to be a consistent thing. Aye, aye. Totally get that. I, I had thought that the players had lost their fight. I didn't think Nielsen was going to be capable of um firing up a squad to that kind of tempo and press. And again, then we've seen it on Saturday there. Um, and I think full credit to the players because we are Fred Bear and Fred Bear for players now all these boys have got a lot of minutes in their legs and they still manage to muster a performance like that against a very expensive Celtic side um, you know I don't think we could have asked any more out of Nielsen and the players at the weekend yeah Aye. and we were even then we were fucked over by BAR so we would have won it if we'd had them on our side <laughs> we didn't even mention it fuck that fucking Yen should have got sent off I don't think he. I don't think that's right, but 
But he, that was easily a second bookable offence. He was on a booking. Um, this is for what again? The penalty. The second penalty. Yeah. Um, Why? I don't think they they can get booked for it or something. Then it's a goal. That one was given on the pitch, so it can be booked. That wasn't a VAR decision. Aye. Was oh fuck knows. So much happened. Um, one one of the best takes I've taken from Celtic Twitter in the last twenty four hours. They they're going mental and think there's a big conspiracy because they haven't had a penalty all season. Did they not realise that when they have the ball in the box, they just score? (laughs) (laughs) You're top of the league. If they'd got a penalty versus Dundee United, could have been 10. (laughs) Sure. Injustice. Um, All in all, what's your initial thoughts on VAR then? Um, I ran a poll on uh, on the Instagram asking for people's initial thoughts. Eighty four percent said that VAR made the game better, with only sixteen percent thinking that it made it worse or less entertaining. Um, you know, and that's with us on the wrong end of the of the scoreline as well. What's your if thoughts it, on it? If it's like that every week, I'm going to have to stop going football because it's hazardous to my health. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it definitely added excitement, didn't it? Oh, yeah. That- <laughs> Listen, we wouldn't have had to put that first penalty without that. And th- those are the decisions we, we won't get against the old firm. Um, I still think it's going to be an absolute nightmare, though. Yeah, the people behind, the people that run it are incompetent arseholes. So. Yeah, exactly. VAR itself is fine. It's the people that operate it that aren't. And that's mm-hmm. not going to change anytime soon. But it was exciting. Oh, but it's really hard being a referee. Yeah, well, it's also your choice to be a referee. <laughs> right. <laughs> thousand pound a game in the top flight. No bad for a hobby, yeah? Ah, exactly. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. <laughs> well, you're to the Paddy, you you do a lot better for a thousand <laughs> a week. <laughs> um... Do you feel that VAR? I know it's hard to say, but so still it's so inconsistent in Scottish football. But we've been pretty unlucky overall, Hearts as a team with decisions. Do you think VAR is going to help us or hinder us as we go forward? The whole point of it is to make it fairer, make these decisions. But yeah, so hopefully it, it does. But there's moments I'm sitting at Hearts game going, "Oh, we got away with that there." Um, yeah. So it's going to be as equally as many crap moments with VAR as well. Mm-hmm. Just be a leveler. Aye. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing that is going to help us with VAR at Tynecastle, the fucking booth for the ref to go and look at in that little alcove. <laughs> they <laughs> the put it in like the most fucking open <laughs> place. My God, man. Like they should have just put it right in, right in front of N. <laughs> <laughs> When I seen the ref standing like it's because it's pretty much like just down from me. Um, I was like, it doesn't matter what's happened because we're getting this decision. <laughs> it's so intimidating. Um, aye, that's uh, that's the game wrapped up. Um, Hammy, Jambles kickback must be nice and cheery, surely. away and don't talk a lot of shame. <laughs> I went hunting for some cheerful stuff, but I um, couldn't find any. So I'll give you a bit of a recap of how it's been in the last week. Um, being a Hearts fan on Jambo's kickbacks. Somebody says, a carefully arranged collection of wheelie bins couldn't have allowed Celtic players more space than our defenders did. Boo. Gordon has been poor for a good few weeks now. Poor distribution, poor commanding of the six-yard box. Time for Xander Clark to step in. Mm-hmm. No one says, love Craig Gordon, but he either needs a rest or a kick up the arse. Competition is healthy. Give Xander a couple of games, but then nobody was safe. Ship without a rudder is how I see us. Leadership on and off the park are a thing of the past. Constantly getting beaten, showing no fight or confidence. 
Another one saying, absolutely, our passive style of play is dreadful to watch and does nothing to encourage the fans. It's woeful. It reeks of overcaution. We'd rather play a safe ball than try and carve open a team. I don't think we have the players to play possession-based game. We're not good enough. Um, Akio uh, was also the uh, getting a bit of stick over the last week. Keel looks lost, slow, rarely moves forward with a ball. He might improve, though. Makinev had far more to his game than Keel, even when making the step up from yeah. the Irish League. <laughs> Cameron's account. <laughs> um, someone talking about Keel on Sunday there. Um, he was bird shit today. So step up from his usual dog shit and horse shit. <laughs> he really is a steaming pile of cow shit, though. So you know, he's obviously not a fan of Keel. I thought Keel was all right on Sunday. Not I, great, I but not terrible. Civic shite and Kingsley isn't a centre-half, not aggressive enough. Another centre-half should have been signed in the summer. Most clubs have at least three different centre-backs. We knew we were competing in Europe as well. Not good enough hearts. Defending crosses into our box is comical at times. And Barry Mackay really needs to work harder defensively in big games. In fact, he really needs to work harder in big games full stop. He's constantly posted missing. Um... Great performance and exceeded what we all thought the final score would be. But as I sit on the train home, the simple fact still stands. Seventh, yes, seventh game in a row we've conceded from a cross ball. Shocking at any level of football. That's quite mental. Um, Now, talking about Nielsen. Uh, If we do not win three of our next five domestic fixtures, we need to sack him. Um, Five wins and 18 for Nielsen now this season. Between now and the break, how many will we get under his stewardship? One, two, maybe? I would say realistically there are four winnable games looking at the fixtures list. This is make or break time for me. If he doesn't get us at least three wins out of our next six, then I think he has to go. Um... And another one says, got to know, got to not let what happened after the second leg of Zurich happen again. We need to keep up the intensity after the next round of fixtures. If we lose to County, we could very plausibly find ourselves in ninth. This has to be a line in the sand moment. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> he did, to be fair, a lot of people like ourselves as well were actually very um, full of praise for, for the Nielsen and the team, and quite rightly as well. They definitely deserve a lot of praise, but I do think, like I said to you, Jarvie, last week before, because I wasn't on, about 90% of people are very much in the Nielsen get fucked camp. Mm-hmm. Um, albeit it has calmed a little because of the performance we put in. But as that last one says, we need this to be a stepping off point. Not like the Zurich game where we just collapsed again. We need to keep it up. So hopefully, but um, ah, it's a very depressing place. At the moment. We need a couple of wins, man. Yeah, we really do. Um, Keel, by the way, I also thought he had a, bit, a really shite game and I was really angry with him at full time. <laughs> then I looked at his stats and he actually had a really solid game. I think it was just Danny Devlin was that good. He made Keel look shit. The, the whole, the I agree. There was time, yeah. There's times you, I could, can't even remember, really remember Keel doing a lot, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, the first goal stands out in my mind, though. Like, just. But again, it's yeah. not necessarily his fault. Mm-hmm. But most people think the same as me. He just seems to do a lot of shouting and pointing. Um, and you just don't feel like he actually does a lot. Let's see how he is that. when he's got two centre-backs behind him. Yeah, I know. It's hard to tell. Eh? Do you think people say you do a lot of shouting and pointing, Jeremy? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Especially my dog. <laughs> um, that Jambles kickbacks set this next wee bit up nicely um, we, we've now played everyone in the league once uh, and the table has shaped up now too um, and it looks like we're certainly going to be battling or we're going to hope that we're going to be in the battle uh, with Aberdeen for third place um, and they, they of course just beat us 2-0 um, Aberdeen are five points clear of us already at this stage um, as the season progresses, remaining games before the World Cup, Ross County away, league games only, obviously, Ross County away, Motherwell at home, Rangers away, and Livingston at home. Um, crucial games there. How, how many points are you expecting from that? 
Ross County away, Motherwell at home, Rangers away, Livy at home. What's your expectations? I'm going to say four. Yeah, four or seven are my... Are my... You've got to be expecting to win our two home games, surely. Motherwell and Livy. I mean, we should, but I'm not expecting to. Yeah. I think we will. <laughs> I think the expectations 100% have to be that we have to win those two home games. Aye, but no. What are your expectations is different to what you think is what is required. Well, like, do I actually think we're going to win this? Aye. Um, ask me after the Ross County game, which I think we're going to go and draw in Ross County, win the two at home, and who cares about going to Ibrox? Yes. For me. And that Nielsen's safe if that happens. Seven points out of those. Nielsen's going to lose every single one of these games quite, and it's going to be fine. Quite plausible, though. <laughs> quite plausible that you win at the weekend and you're two points behind Aberdeen because they're at Ibrox. Yeah. Oh, well, that, I was just about to say, Cameron, thanks for stealing the, the next line there. Um, <laughs> Aberdeen are away to Ibrox this weekend. Um, we have to try and close that gap to two points. <laughs> they're, they're then at home to Hibs, which again is a, a close tie. Um, they're away to Livy. It's a tough game. And then at home to Dundee United. Dundee United just pumped Aberdeen in a freak result. So aye, by the time we go into the World Cup, mid-November, we, we have to be as close Aberdeen as possible, if not overtaking them. Does seven points do that? I think it'll take us a wee bit closer, and that's all we can do in the meantime. Eh? Um, mad to think, uh, how many games won to, we're just four league games away from a World Cup. How nuts is that? I fuck this World Cup. <laughs> okay. Um, bye. Cameron, RFS and uh, Ross County coming up. Uh, buy or sell, if you will. Buy or sell ahead, just RFS. Decided to just go with the one game. Um, keep it nice and simple for you. Ways like that. So, um, run past last week's first. Um, pretty decent scoring across the board. So, um, the only one we kind of differed on was the first one last week. So, Hearts to score over 1.5 goals. Um, Jarvey, Paddy, Twitter and Instagram sold it. Simon, Hammy and I bought it. Um, Shanklin and Shanklin and Humphreys both to start. Everybody bought it, didn't happen. Um, oh, a penalty, um, everybody bought, and VAR, everybody bought. So that was two for Paddy Hammy, Twitter, Instagram, and three for myself, Simon, and Hammy. Where that leaves the running totals is Jarvie slipping slightly further back on 22 with exactly 50% right this season. Hmm. <laughs> Up to 23 with Paddy. Um, 25 is Simon. 26 is both myself and Hammy. 27 for Instagram and 28 for Twitter. So, on to the RFS game. And we've already touched on the first one, but um, a changing goalkeeper for Thursday night. Sell. 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 Fine, I'm going to sell it too. I was just hoping somebody might find it. <laughs> <laughs> That sells think, across the board, have I? Yeah, sell. I'm, I think Dingwall, we might. Yeah, I think RFS is still worth 500 grand if we win it. It's, okay. it's a lot on that. Not if we can't uh, catch any balls from a <laughs> Um. Anyway, so a possession line, I've not done a possession line in a while. So uh, the possession line is over 54.5. Now, for context, we had 55% possession. In the away tie at RFS. Bye. I'm going to buy it. Bye. Bye. Sell. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing us all a favour, Paddy. <laughs> You're going to end up tied with me at the, the bottom, big boy. <laughs> did you buy that, Jarvie? I did, I. Nice. Okay. Um, so you might have noticed, but... Uh, Lauren Shanklin scored two penalties at the weekend. <laughs> he also scored one in the first of these ties to the away then. So, um, yeah, another penalty score for Lauren Shanklin. Sell. 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 Oh. Bye. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing, Cameron? Selling it. <laughs> 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 
Trying to get another one. That was too many penalties. <laughs> <laughs> you just reeled Tammy in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the last one, and not to be doom and gloom, but if Fiorentina win, or if both us and Fiorentina draw, or obviously if we get beat at all, um, we'd be knocked out. So um, hearts to be knocked out on Thursday night. Bye. So it's Fiorentina. Are they at home to Istanbul on Thursday? Um, I don't know. That is who they're playing. Sorry. <laughs> I'll buy it. They are at home. Fiorentina at home. Oh, what well, what happens if they draw and we win? Uh, That's it. No, we'd still be in. Aye, Would we're we? four points behind. Oh, okay. All right. Then I th- I think we'll still be in it, whatever that was. By ourselves. So, I'm going to sell as well. I think Istanbul will win. Yeah, I'll take the draw or loss average there. Oh, I'm going to buy a thing. Oh, it's so negative. <laughs> <laughs> like I said me. earlier, I just want to suit this tournament so we can concentrate on qualifying for Europe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simon Paddy, where is that? Oh, I said bye, sorry. I bought it as well. All right, so negative. Um, oh there you go Um, come back next week when we are no longer in Europe (laughs) perfect just how it should be Um, how how do you feel about RFS do you use um, like is there an expectation that we have to win that on Thursday or are you kind of past I think if we lose it Europe has been a disaster (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah, I don't think there's an expectation to win it though. It's such. I I think we proved that we are a much better team than them in Riga, and I, I would be I would be disappointed if we don't win this game as well. They'll set up not to get beat, and that's yeah. what they've done the whole tournament. And it's worked Aye. for them in a couple of games. Okay. RFS have went to Istanbul and Fiorentina and drew. We have yeah. went to Riga and pumped them. <laughs> that's bizarre. Eh? I'm looking forward to it. Like, I think it's going to be a big shenanigan of a game of football. Aye, hopefully they have a couple of supporters because it's crap when there's no away fans. Yeah, Christ knows. They, they just beat a team called Supernova 4-0. There you go. <laughs> Pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Um, aye, thank you, Cameron. Um, so I join us next week as we look back at RFS at home and Ross County away and ahead to Motherwell at home. Aye, I think that's aye, that's right. Yep. Um, you can follow <laughs> us. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast and play along with by ourselves. Um, and don't forget to leave a generous star rating, uh, whatever you're listening on. And don't forget to unsubscribe to the fourth official. <laughs> so until next time, uh, come on the hearts. We'll see you again soon.